to the Four Jack Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Four Jack Podcast. Uh, we are recording fresh, fresh off the one four ninth Open Championship at Royal St. George's. Uh, big time, big boy win by uh, Colin Morikawa. But before we start talking about the Open, let's uh, thank our sponsors for this episode. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Jackson Labs, the brand consultants that we trust to get our brand going in the right direction. The brand consultants you should use to do the same from start to finish. They are the brand that we recommend among anyone. So go check them out at jacksonlabs.com. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at TaylorMade Golf, the lineup, new lineup of Sim 2 drivers, fairway woods, rescues, irons, everything you need will get your game Hopefully going in the right direction as some of us in our group, but if not, it's probably gonna it's gonna do something for you. Um, well, TaylorMade's got to be pretty proud today. Another big Massive. win. Um, Parks, how are you, sir? How you you awake right now? Yeah, man. It was an it was an early morning banger here, so uh, can't absolutely complain with the storyline. It was really really quality uh, major championship watching today was uh yeah it was fun it was it's nice to have some uh some golf on early morning instead of you know dragging the day out hoping for a an early finish and then we're enduring playoffs on the pga tour but uh yeah it was a exciting day for golf and like you alluded to amazing amazing win for mr colin morikawa just so many storylines happening there clinical wow clinical performance by the 24 year old entering into some elite company but before we even talk about that, like I, I gotta ask, like how sad are you to be losing coffee golf now that it's over? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have those days where you can go to the office and flip the computer on and watch a few uh, watch a few highlights while you get organized for the day. Not disappointed at all by any means for the golf we have coming up on the PJ Tour schedule, but uh, more so importantly, I'm I'm sad and got to give a shout out to John Wood, friend of the show. He put a tweet out about how spoiled we've been with major championship golf and all the golf we've seen in the last little while with the compressed schedule, but uh, more so we're 265 days away from the Masters, so it's a little disappointing to think we won't see this kind of top-shelf golf for a while, but uh, yeah, I guess the Olympics is the next one we're looking forward to. It is, yeah. Um, that's 265 days too long for a couple guys, uh, Louis being one of them, Jordan being another. I guess Jordan at least put up a fight. Do we want to just talk about Louie right now before we even talk about oh, Colin? Man. Gosh. Disappointing. That's sad. I mean, I mean, we could have seen it coming. I said to you this morning <laughs> when we first sat down, I was like, I guarantee you, like, a, a really bad round for him should be 69. Like, it should be at least one under. Uh, unfortunately, he's one over. It was just, it was trash. Oh, man, he's just, he's just consistently inconsistent on major championship weekend it yeah a little disappointing i don't know if it's the putter i mean fortunately we uh we snuck mr lance antonenko out for some golf yesterday and we were we were talking u.s uh golf stories and storylines and players and more so the topic was uh was louis and the european contingent contending in majors and just unfortunately 
you know, his putter, his wayward tee shots, obviously some bad breaks, but it just seems that he something flips. There's a switch there that turns on, and it just kind of, you know, restricts his potential for some reason. Well, through six holes today, I didn't think that we were going to see that. It just looked like it was business as usual for him for, throughout the rest of the week, or the same as what he did throughout the rest of the week, just on a rope. Literally, nobody was talking about actually how straight he was hitting the ball. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. And then just a couple little slides, like the, on, what was that on number five, that long par four? And you just, you know, that little wipe goes right, and you're like, uh-oh. Yep. Oh, oh, now we've seen some movement on the ball. And then it kind of just continued from there, and it was... It just seemed like he couldn't really gather himself or the center of the club face. And it was just like, man, come on, man. Like, what are you doing? Like, hit it. There was no T- yeah, the TSN turning point for these guys. Typically, there's something that gets that spark. And aside from him railing it off the pin and, you know, almost a hole in one there, I, I that think that, that could have been fun to get things going. But, yeah, just seemingly uh, maybe he gets deflated, maybe he gives up a little bit, maybe it's just the demons creep in. I still, and I was talking to Lance about this yesterday, that pre-shot when he's got a putter in his hands is just scary, but... Pulls the trigger on it. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, I mean, his putting's not horrible, but... It's the best on tour. He needs he needs a couple more putts to go in or, or some longer ones or, you know, his short game was a little lacking today. Obviously, some of those chip shots were just... When he hit it in that bunker and then he bladed across and it was kind of like, oh man, it's over. That was jarring. It was that was the moment. Yeah, because then you're looking at that moment then for Colin, who rattles off seven eight nine birdies on seven eight nine, and putts that like one of them for sure is a shorty, but that bomb that he made yep. on seven gross did not see that coming, and then it's like okay so let's continue here, and. I don't know. We'll get into Colin in a sec, but it, I think that was a very deflating moment for Louie watching that three hole stretch of like, oh shit. Yeah. Now I'm, he's got it. Now I'm behind. Yeah. Now I got to do something. Maybe I got to force it a little bit and get a little squirrely and yeah, it's over. It escalated quickly. And it was, I, I didn't, I honestly, I didn't see that coming. I saw Morikawa maybe staying in contention for most of it, but not quite. You didn't think he was going to get to the finish line? I, I didn't think, I was, I, I thought he'd at least make a bogey. Yeah, let's talk about that. What a what a stud! No bogeys in what twenty six holes. Yeah, just ridiculous. Like and that. He's a he's a he's a he's a surgeon, man. He is the he's an assassin when it comes to ball striking. Lance even alluded to it yesterday. His numbers are ridiculous. Like he, his accuracy with his mid irons is better than most PGA Tour players with their wedges. Yeah. So like, that's that's a guy that has big stones to begin with. Switching his clubs out. You know, a little disappointed with the turf interaction, wanted to make a move, thought he had maybe something to uh, put in the bag that was a little better, obviously made the right play. Shout out to TaylorMade for, you know, the guys working in the truck to put that together for him. But at the same capacity, I mean, it, it almost seems like he's playing with a little bit of help. Like he's got this energy, this this other gear, this upper level of, you know, maturity and, and skill and everything else. Well... I think, I mean, that is, I know they mentioned it quite a few times on the broadcast and even on open radio about him switching out to an MC for his 789. And I find, like, I just found that really amazing because, like, if you look at his numbers, they're saying statistically he's putting up the best ball striking with his irons since, like, Tiger in his prime. 
And for a guy to say, I can't find the center of the club face with my seven, eight, nine iron to switch to a, an MC is, in my opinion, like, I, I that doesn't calculate in my head, like, where you go, oh, yeah, so you hit a five-yard cut on every shot, and it's pure. And a lot of that talk coming in to the Open, and again, we'll state this, and you'll hear it a million times today and on other broadcasts, like, this is his first Open. Yeah. He didn't get to go to last year's one, obviously, because there wasn't one. And the big talk was, oh, he only moves it one way. So how is he going to do it? How are you going to get creative when you only hit it one way? And we've spoken to PGA Tour players where it's like, you want to do something really well? Hit it, hit one shot. Like, that's it. You'll be a great player if you hit one shot. I mean, Tiger's a bit of an anomaly where he hit both. He hit every shot in the bag perfectly. But how many guys really do that? Like, not that many. And for Colin to go out there and just hit these perfect little fades on every single shot he made it look very easy and yes i know the golf course was quite benign this week they didn't get the win they were expecting it was soft early on but then it did firm up for the weekend but i mean that little squeeze cut or that big power fade that goes out there like it's gonna be fine what what there's nothing to worry about really yeah i i think you're you're right i mean you've heard golf instructors coaches whatever anyone that has any any influence on the game always say you know take one side of the golf course out of play and and then you have a shot that you can trust and if you have to have some kind of a stock fairway finder you know you can rely on that little baby bleeder but i think the guys on the coverage really highlighted that you know the three wood for him was his go-to club i mean he he seemed to the hellcat yeah the hellcat absolutely that (laughs) tailor-made sim three wood is unbelievably long obviously but uh yeah, he seemed to just fall back on that. And the funny thing about Colin is, like, he's very tactical. He doesn't seem to get really emotionally attached to anything. He's not whiny or pouty. He just goes about his business. He really doesn't make mistakes. Like, the guy doesn't fuck up ever. No deep in the process. Yeah, though. no big messes. But I like that. I mean, they were really, really specific and committed to what they were doing today. And, I mean, the whole tournament. But it was nice to have some, like you know, focused media attention or camera attention on him and his caddy, just talking about the shot, very specific about targets, very specific about numbers, not just like, ah, oh, kind of hit it off that. It was like, okay, I see this guy with the hat. I'm going to hit it that. What's my number? I want to play it to this. You know, they were very, very strategic about what they did, and obviously it paid off in the end. Yeah, and like, shout out, I guess, to his caddy, JJ, you know, big birthday, big win on his birthday. But Happy I mean, birthday. like they, those two, like, I said this to you, and I, we've mentioned this many times on like watching golf. Like, caddies should be mic'd up. If, play, if players don't want to be, that's fine. But like, caddies should be because like, I, I would have loved to have heard what they were saying. Like, there's a couple times on tees, like you were alluding to, where there, it, it wasn't just like see the guy with the hat. Like, there was a couple times where you know he's giving like the pinch sign where he's like, I want it like right in this spot. It's like that's cool. Like, t- tell me what you're what you're looking at and like what this little pinch symbol is showing. Like. Yeah. Where do you want to throw this? Yeah, I like the I like the thought process there and, and the specifics. He's kind of like him and Greller. Like the two of them, like they really go deep into the process. I think that's you know, that's what it has to be. I mean, to compete at the highest level now, you you got to get very very specific and very very dialed and and maybe that's part of his process about staying in the moment and staying committed to every shot and really working through it. I mean, it's it's almost like you know, it, it's going through a story a bit. He's reading the, you know, reading the instruction manual, every shot kind of thing and going through the motions. And yeah, I like that. Oh yeah. It was sick. Like watching him shoot. 
I think the bigger storyline that we're not talking about and that will come up a lot is the fact that he putted so well today. And I, I started the day, I was like, I was like, I looked at you, I was like, there's no way. I'm like, this guy's not going to putt well today. And then it just kept pouring in, putt yeah. after putt, and like big par saves where it's like, that's nervy. A birdie you can take a run at. But like that one, I think it was on, was it 15 or whichever that long par four, I think it was 15 then, where he made that big up and down. Mm-hmm. Out of the schmeg left. Yep. And I was like, dude, that is like nails. Short game display today was unreal. His his It's just the putting. Yeah. It was a uh, couple couple nice chip shots, couple nice, Very uh, nice recovery chips. And I guess <laughs> for Louie too to see that and and see Louie hit a chip shot and maybe the wrong type of shot, leaving himself twenty or thirty feet, and then Colin get up and you know, he's gotta get up and down. And, and it's nervy because he's leading the tournament, but he yet he just it's this little, you know. Tight chip into a foot, little kick in range, and that was a saving grace. Well, prime example number four, where Louis took it to that back of that slope, tried to run it down, and Colin Colin was in the same spot, yep. and hoisted it up, and you know he's half the distance. It's like that's the shot choice. Like I know it gives you options these golf courses, but like I don't know, man. Like Colin just seemed to make the better choices. Like yep. he definitely took an American style approach of golf. <laughs> out to links which is surprising but like it obviously paid off like the wind's not blowing conditions aren't that hard maybe just go with the stock shot yeah maybe you know you're right it, it, it could be a tale of two nines here because if there was weather and with his lack of experience that could have been a totally different uh final round today yeah i, I completely agree and i think it could have been a completely different weekend if a few things had happened like even on Friday, when you know when that Jordan misses a shorty, Colin gets into the final pairing like with Louis. How much different would that weekend have been if it was Colin playing with Jordan versus playing with Louis? Like you can watch a guy, Louis and and Colin are from T to Green. They're essentially the same kind of player. They're stripe shows. Mm-hmm. How much more deflating would it have been for Colin? if you just watch Jordan just scrape it around and then just make bomb after bomb after bomb, like that's what kills a psyche as a golfer, right? Like how, how frustrating is it for you when, when you're hitting a pure and then you're playing with this grinder mm-hmm. who's just making everything like mm-hmm. you're just like, fuck you, man. I've seen that show recently. Actually it gets a little annoying. Yeah. I'll, that's me. <laughs> I'm terrible for tea to green. I'll make a pot or two at least. I think but that I think not that, that good to get back and deflate your energy. <laughs> I think that Jordan kind of touched on it too. He said, you know, it would have been better for me to get into the final group and then I would have had control. Yeah. And I think for him to be a chaser is fine. You can play aggressive, but I think you kind of you can kind of steer it a little bit if you're in that final group and you know, maybe you're playing with the leader or you're playing tied for the lead. You know, you you can kind of feed off what the other guys doing and, and kind of get get gauged off where his game's at and understand better where you're at and what you need to do. But uh, I think after all said and done, the ball striker, the uh, the smarter player, maybe the person that had their emotions in check. And for him, he's got no scar tissue. So, like, this was just all new. It's like playing playing a new game, playing a different style. I mean, he's he's got no, he's got no bad juju, man. None. And... I think it was a good decision for him not to listen to any of the open radio broadcasts because I think it might have rattled him a bit, and yeah. clearly he didn't listen. I still don't think that he's actually champion golfer of the year. 
What he did didn't he doff his cap on it. Well, he, he won the, the British Open, and he was the championship <laughs> golfer of the year. <laughs> the fact that he said British Open in that speech was a total slap in oh, the face. That was a mess. That was tough. And to be the championship golfer of the year, I did, <sighs> I was like, man, you got to get that dialed. Zinger might have been right. He doesn't have enough experience or enough understanding <sighs> of what he did. He, I think a little bit of a recovery, though, when he... You know, he's committed to the process. He doesn't want to celebrate too early. I appreciate that. That's just ingrained in his DNA. But he did make a nice recovery when he came off the putt and, you know, did the handshakes. And then he took his hat off and acknowledged the crowd and clapped. And I think that was classy. I get it. He's in it. And, like, I obviously, if I was in that situation, I would probably do the exact same thing. Like, I'd be so focused that I just wouldn't want to fuck up. But, like, there's got to be no, there is no better walk up in golf. Then they'll walk up 18 on the 70 or on the 72nd hole crowd surrounding you. You got a two stroke lead, man. I bet you, you could have three putt it for the win. Like all you got to do is take your hat off and just acknowledge not the crowd. Taking anything for granted, man. I like, I like the maturity. Like he's not celebrating early. I think it'll be a different story when we see him at his next uh, open championship and he's walking up 18. Yeah. With a two stroke lead. I think he might revel in it a little bit more. Open radio got after him. I, I will say this now, like, Watching the broadcast today was nice. It's nice to see the golf course, but like radio was I honestly like if they were following the same coverage is like same shots as the coverage, I would have rather listened to that. They were spicy. The coverage sucks, period. Like Zinger, Zinger's just annoying and disappointing. And you know what? I used to say that about Miller, but it's like Miller, maybe, I would take Miller back right maybe now. Maybe maybe bring Miller back for the majors at least. Yeah. And let Zinger do the Barbasol. Like I just I just didn't like the fact that like how does the open not get commercial free on the back nine? Oh that coverage was just painful today. I, I again it's like there's six players in the tournament and guys that are having a day and you know, maybe making a bit of a charge, making a push, guys that have never been in a top ten or a top fifteen or a top twenty get no camera time. I didn't even know Mac Hughes was playing it, to be honest with you. Well, like I said, we were talking about this before. We saw one shot, one putt. Brutal. We saw a lot of Corey Connors, and yep. to be fair, really shouldn't have. He was three over par. Yeah. But he's playing with Jordan, and it's like, yeah, man, like I don't want to really watch him. Like even a guy like I mean, not that I want to watch him, but like Tony Finau shoots. He was three under today. I didn't see any of his shots. I mean, zero. Hovland four under zero. Not one shot. No highlights. DJ three hundred no shots. Yeah, Kepka was done early. Two putts. We from saw DJ. a couple. Yeah, we saw a lot. But like nothing really. No. And yeah, we did see a bit of Fratelli, but I think that's just because of where he was at the end there. But yeah, I, I mean, you can give me cut the commercials out and give me a few highlights. Like I mean, Sergio was four under par today, and even Snedeker had a nice round to get into the top twenty. Like there's a lot. I, did you see any highlights of Xander's five under round today? Guy shot 65. I didn't see one shot. Xander was playing today? Not in my mind. What a joke. Yeah, it's just, like I said to you earlier, it felt like they were rushing the coverage too. like With commercials. and they Yeah, and they dropped the ball on Louie there early when, when they showed his putt twice and did different voiceovers for both putts. And I was like, what just happened there? But they almost cut him out of the broadcast after he made that second bogey. I said to you, I was like, because he made three in a row. And it was like, oh, shit, he's made two bogeys now. Like, he's done. Get the camera off him. It's yeah. over. Yeah, brutal. Um, do we want to talk about Jordan? Man. Although I did pick Colin. And I had Spieth, and it was a nice little battle between the two of us it, here on the couch. It was. I, uh, yeah, disappointing. It would be 
it's so good for golf. And and don't get me wrong, nothing to take away from Colin, but like Jordan, another major championship. Wow. He brings the wow factor to golf. Yep. He brings the people. Yep. Like Nolan has child. said this before. Like he's the kid. He's like you the know the, boy. you know there's guys that get out onto the course and go, Hey, you want to go watch the kid? Like you know they're referring to Spieth. Yeah. And like Texas Homers, obviously. Yeah. American lovers, Spieth. Yeah. Like it, it's 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 his show. If if he's in it, it's the Spieth show. Blonde haired, blue eyed American boy. What can you love in it? Right. And he hit like to be fair, that his back nine was very impressive. Even on fourteen on the par five, like I looked at you and it was like, Why is this guy not going at this green? Lays it up short of that bunker, and you're like, Yeah, you know what? If he hit the driving iron, he wasn't gonna carry it the whole way. It was a smart shot, made birdie there. Yeah. And you know what? He was very tactical. He just like and the putter was rolling, especially on the front. Um you know, the eagle on, on seven was huge, but yeah. two bogeys on the front, and then comes out on 10, makes birdie. Birdie's 13, 14. But, like, that stretch, I mean, he should have actually made putts on 11 and 12. Or 12, no, 11 he shouldn't have, but 12 should have. And then 14, 15, 16, no, maybe not 14, but 13, 15, 16, 17, like, definitely. 17, he had to make that putt. I think it's just a little carryover hangover from yesterday, missing a shorty on 18, a little deflating, and then a bad start today, a couple over through six, and it was just, it wasn't meant to be. Like, there was potential there for a charge. He just needed something else, maybe a chip in, maybe another longer putt, maybe a better break. He had a couple tee shots that rolled into the first cut and really couldn't get the right club on it or hit the right type of shot. So, yeah, that, I was, it's, it gets, it's very exciting to watch Spieth. And to cheer for the guy because, yeah. like, you never really know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's exciting. Like, it, it watching Colin and watching Spieth, yeah, there's very similar players, I guess. But, like, it is not at all the same viewing experience. No. And it's so much more exciting watching Jordan just be like, oh, hell, we're just going to try something here. <laughs> and, like, and then he just makes, every time you see him land on the green, you're like, at 30 feet, like, yeah, it's probably going to be good or pretty close. Bang. Like, yeah, like you just pop, pop, pop. Like, that's exciting to watch because you know that he doesn't need to make this all-world shot. Like, no. you know he's going to have a good run at it. Yeah, he's, he's, his putter is just insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I loved it. Um, Some very interesting, I know I told you this, but for the listeners, very interesting company that uh, Colin Morikawa is joining. Uh, joining two complete legends, um, to win their first two majors and their first two starts at the event by the age of 24. Two guys that really made a name on the game in the game, Mr. Bobby Jones and Mr. Gene Sarazen, and now Mr. Colin Morikawa. Uh, wow. Pretty hefty company to join. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's a league of its own, man. That is absolutely insane. I, I just... It kind of sets the stage for the future. I mean, he's 24. He's got no fear. He's got no scar tissue. His major championship experience has been nothing but W's. I mean, is are we gonna? Is this potentially the uh, the battle for Brooks? Like, is this going to be the guy that uh, Brooks is going to have to look out for? Well, yeah. I mean, look at Colin. Kyle Porter tweeted this. Morikawa's 50 P, first 50 PGA Tour events as a pro. Five wins, two majors, four major top tens, fourteen million earned. He's twenty four years old. Decent, I, man. Like this is like otherworldly type shit that we're seeing. Like 
And if he continues to strike it the way he's doing it, like, which I don't expect anything to change. No. It's going to get better. If he can, like, really dial in his putter, like, how, like, what is the ceiling? I don't know. I think a gold medal would be a feather in his cap for sure this year. Obviously, he's going to make that transition, that flight over to Tokyo and focus on that. And then sky's the limit, I guess, right? WGCs, get ready for the Masters. Think nice to see him in a green jacket next year. What if him and Jordan were playing together today? And obviously, it finishes out the way it does. What would you think if I told you Jan won that Colin Morikawa would have two majors and Spieth only has three? Colin Morikawa, a guy who's been on tour for two years, who really has no, who's not seen that that you know monumental run that Spieth had. He's right there. He could, you know, come next year. Like he could be tied with Spieth for majors. I'm just kind of thinking like the Morikawa slam is coming up here. We got fuck that'd be sick. Well, I guess it wouldn't be official because it wouldn't be in a run, but it would be uh, be nice to see. Maybe this is the kickoff. Maybe he goes British Masters, Open PGA, you know, finish it off next year. I'd love to see that. Um, sick win. I, we got, yeah, nothing more to say. It was just clinical performance by Colin. The fact that he goes out and shoots bogey free 66 on Sunday. Like his speech, too. Like, that was classy move, you know? I like the birthday shout-out yeah. for JJ, getting the fans going. Birthday shout-out, classy move about, you know, making sure you're taking care of your neighbors, and thank you to everyone for being here. And it was impressive to really, you know, acknowledge the fans and, and you know, the team that was out there and the volunteers. That was really cool. How do you have 700 volunteers, and yet these guys couldn't even go to the grocery store? You're worried about freaking COVID? It's COVID, man. COVID. 700 volunteers. The town's tiny. Let them go. Yeah, we played golf yesterday and uh, didn't want to have anyone on the range 30 minutes ahead of time, but the nine people standing in the shop was okay. Yeah, that's outrageous. And there was nobody on the range. It was a little like, uh, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Don't go to the grocery store? Um, yeah, uh, I mean. Barbasol. No, no, we don't, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not going there. there we'll go there later. That's fine. <laughs> um, but not now. I'm not ready for that. I, I know that Louie right now is singing some Adele song. We're not, he's not worried about the Barbasol either. We didn't really, we haven't really had the chance to talk throughout the week about everything. Uh, should we touch on Bryson? Who? Can we get into that? Who? Yeah, that's what I think too. But like, I, f- I feel the same way, you know, like uh, until Lance gave me a little tip yesterday on the, on the golf course and I started smashing my driver. I was just really thinking it was the clubs. You know what? I believed it. Until he doubled down and said it's been like this for years and that we've tried so many faces and it's not working. The fact that he doubled down and really went after his, you know, his club, like club sponsor, like that, that's a tough look for him. Uh, that wasn't good. And the fact that he said, my miss hits aren't going well. Like Jason Duffner tweeted out saying like, you want to like, do you really want to get the USG, USGA involved in thinking about rolling back the equipment? Maybe don't say things like, my miss hits aren't good. They shouldn't be good. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, man? And, like, that was so childish, the fact that he went at him. But the fact that the rep came out and said what he said was, other than Colin, when Colin and Spieth playing well all weekend, that was the highlight of my week. 
when it was just like, you know what? Fuck this guy. I'm done with his shit. Uh-huh. He has pissed me off enough. I'm over it. I'm going to light him up. The and he did. The problem is it's all the monetary component about this that drives club sales, that drives the, you know, customer engagement, the conversion. So regardless, it was a stupid, stupid, childish, you know, immature, emotional lash out. At the same capacity, you got to protect the house. You got to protect the guys. You got to protect your family, which should be, you know, included in that statement, your equipment manufacturers, your sponsors. So that's a bit of a... I wouldn't say a red flag, but it's it's a bargaining chip next time he comes to the table and they say, hey, like, look, we've bent over backwards for you, trying to, you know, endure your pursuit of distance and strength and, you know, changing the physics of how things are done. And you want this, this, and this. And it's like, you know, what did we get? What was the what was the return on the investment? And I appreciate the fact that he's extremely marketable and you know, if Cobra dumped him tomorrow, somebody would pick him up in a heartbeat. It's just unfortunate that he won't really get the spanking that he deserves for that. You know what I mean? My He's, question is, would someone pick him up tomorrow? 100%. I know they would, but like some of the comments that he was making, like we bring in 10 heads and before we even got the heads there, he's complaining about something else and wants more. And it's like, well, how much more can you give a guy? Well, it's like JT said. Or tweeted out like, "Hey, bud, you're swinging at 135 with a five degree face. Like, what? What's your expectation here? If you're swinging at an 80, sure, yeah, no issue. Let's look at the club. Maybe it is the club, but like, you're doing something that's not standard. Start engaging with some of these long drive companies if if that's the thing, you know. Well, you just said it. Like, the faster you swing with the lower amount of loft, like." The deviation there, like, it's very thin. Like, you don't have a lot of room for miss. And when you miss, it's going to miss big. And this is why I loved open radio even this week, listening to them when Bryson came on. They had no fear. Like, he hit one. And I'm sure if I was watching on TV, they're like, oh, geez, that's a bit right. No, open radio's, oh, man, that is off the planet. (laughs) That is gone. Love it. Like, that's what I want to hear. And I wish Bryson could hear that, being like, fuck, like, and you know what? I I listened to DJ Pi on Knowing Up yesterday kind of talk about it. it. brought up a good point that I, I don't think any of us really do think about. Like, the guy probably had, yeah, he's famous now, but he probably had a kind of a shitty childhood, really. Like, you think about it, he's, he's clearly a nerd. Spent probably. a lot of time in the inside of a locker in high school? When he was skinny, maybe. Like, yeah. But, like, you know, he, he devoted his life to golf. I'm sure his parents pushed him in that direction. And, like, he finally reaches the peak of his sport. And he's getting made fun of. And it's like, yeah, you'd probably be pretty pissed off too. But like, hey man, like that's part of it. You think Ricky, JT, Rory, even Tiger and all these guys didn't get flack? Like, man up and deal with it, dude. Like, Look at Matthew Wolf, Dude. That's just just one way it was sort of digested, right? I mean, he he couldn't handle it. And, And... Obviously, we have no idea what goes on behind the scenes, but just the amount of bad press or insults or like character attacks or targeted attacks, any of that kind of any of those kind of buzzwords, you know, like it's got to be a lot. And he's pretty active on social media. And, you know, maybe that's maybe Jordan's got it got it right. Like, don't engage. Don't put yourself out there. Don't be vulnerable. Engage with your fans and do good things for the community, but at the same capacity, like, don't put yourself in a space that people can get at you. Unless it's, you know, your close-knit group. 
So is Bry- Bryson's brandable? We'll we'll agree on that. But he is is he personable? Is he a guy that you'd want to attach yourself to even if he was engaging? I don't know, man. I don't know him well enough. Obviously, I haven't talked to him for the last couple of weeks, so I don't think I ever want to talk to him. <laughs> like, if he was a little bit smaller, I might take a run at him. But like, <laughs> I think he can just murder me. I'd like to take him out on the golf course and talk about how bad his driver is. Oh man, and I know another guy that did the same. Your boy Brooksy. Yeah, that was tough. That was a f- that was a great. He like, doubled down twice. Troll level <laughs> a thousand right there. Yeah, I had a great day. Hit it good. Love my driver. Like. It's just these like cheap and cheerful digs. Brooks is a class act. Brooksy, we can't wait to have you on the show, bud. Bro, Anytime you're ready. Keep doing what you're doing, Brooks. Call in, call into the hotline. Great Sunday for him. Yeah. Really good. Just a little too little, you know, a little too much too late. Yeah. Kind of like kind of like, John Romish, like a little too late. Felt like he was gonna do something, make a charge. We're not talking about Rom's back nine, hey? Like Rom was sick today on the back. Yeah. What was he? Four? Four on the four. back? And made and could have been six. Yeah. Like, missed a couple shorties. Yep. Where it was like, whoa, dude, like, you're... I thought for a chance, I was like, fuck, he might do this. Like, I think about 11, 12, I was like, Rom might win this. Yeah. There's a slight chance here. There's a little bit of a car accident, dumpster fire going on up front. But you know what? I wasn't expecting Colin to not make a boat. Yeah, Colin was just never, you know, deviated from the course. So, to be expected, though, like... Even Lance was talking about it yesterday. I got to keep plugging TaylorMade and Lance, but uh, j- just he's such a mature, mature player, and he's very committed. And he, he's it's nice to see that he's not emotional. Like if he hits a bad shot, you don't see any response from him. He doesn't get whiny and blame his caddy and oh come on, and, you know, cover his mouth and bitch. He's just he goes to the, goes to the ball and hits his next shot. And I think that that's the recipe for him to be successful, and it's awesome. Are we going to go back to our earlier point about the course up being a bit benign? Are we going to crown Connor or not Connor Colin for winning this championship? Like, is he the true championship golfer? He didn't doff his cap Saturday. He He didn't do it today and he didn't face any conditions. (laughs) Who cares about the doff? I think it's a major concern. I think it was a classless act walking up 18, in my opinion. And the fact that he didn't deal with any of the major conditions out there, like that was tough. I think, I don't know if the doff is the highlight, but <laughs> I think that uh, I think the best player won. Clearly, yes, the golf course gave up a lot. I mean, other than Saturday pin placements, everybody was kind of bitching about having the tricked out a bit. But I mean, they had to do something. Like they didn't want to have a major championship that finished over twenty under par. Like that just would have been it ri- could have ridiculous been. for an open. Yeah, but that that's what I mean. Like this golf course, like. And I think this is what makes the Open so great is the Roto, like seeing these courses every single year. But it's very interesting to see them year by year as technology moves along with it because, like, this place got eaten up, dude. They it, should be playing hickories at the Open, man. Seriously. Hell yeah. Right? I think the Masters and the Open should bifurcate and have their own ball for sure. Yep. Level like, the playing field. Drop it down. I think that's sweet. Um, the Open for sure should be doing something wacky. Because, yeah. like, these golf courses, have been, like, St. Andrews next year is going to be a joke. Make them play hickories. Why not? Dude, it, it could be 22 under par at St. Andrews next year, the way they're hitting the ball. If like, it's benign like it was, and it's firm and fast, and it's rolling, like, those, man, a lot of those holes are drivable. What if they got a little bit of rain overnight on the weekend here? 
guys would have shot like low 60s. There would have been like, I, I legitimately think if it was a little bit softer today, say they got rain last night, like there could have been some rounds like in that 62, 63 region. Well, the difference between a bounce out of the fairway, out of the first cut into the schmag is a little bit of rain. So like yeah. those guys, I'm sure they would have been taking some more aggressive lines, maybe trying some different, you know, swings or shot shapes or you know what i mean like a little more risk reward because you know if you're gonna clip the fairway you're probably gonna stick or not get those bounces so it would be completely different but again like maybe that's what it needs to move to as much as these guys don't want it to like technology has obviously changed the game changed the dispersion off the tee changed the you know spin rate of the ball and the accessibility to some of these crazy holes with these raw wedges and all kinds of weight movements. But I like your idea. Yeah. Get these guys playing something different, something specific to the golf course. I mean, Cleveland made those Vaz back in the day. They should play Augusta with the Cleveland Vaz. And uh, sure. You know, because if you think about it, trick it up a bit. Prime example. I think I was speaking to you about this this morning, even like a guy like Cam Smith, who's, very good at golf course where you got to be creative. Mm-hmm. Jordan being another example. Like, it was very exciting getting to watch him play golf. It's always exciting to watch him play golf at, like, the Masters or an Open because he he's even said when he gets creative, he gets a little more into the game. But, like, the PGA and the U.S. Open, that that's those are totally different events. That that's, that's not the same kind of golf. Like, this, like, I think you can do something wacky with it and have a little more fun. Like, yeah. I don't know what the recipe is, but like I think something could be done there that would really bring maybe a few more eyes to the to the screens. Maybe there's a, a certain amount of doffs you have to hit throughout the day. To I'd like to see three doffs minimum walking up on the back. <laughs> I think you, 11, 15, 18. Maybe it's like an auto two-stroke to your score if you don't doff. Maybe the recall rule oh, should be thrown into yes, the back. Yes, I like that. If you're in the final three pairings, like the recall rule can come in. Because like yeah. Louis near ace, pull it back. Recall. Re- do it again. Jordan, couple of Jordan's putts, couple of Collins putts. Yeah, recall that, bud. Collins putts for sure. I would have yanked those right out. Like, <laughs> nah, let's try that again, bud. Because I bet she can't do it twice. Just changing the landscape <laughs> of the game here. Um, speaking of putting, I think we'd it'd be remiss if we didn't mention it. Uh, I don't really want to bring this up because I know it kind of worries you a little bit. From Will Zalatoris, yeah, we going there. I think we have <laughs> to, man. Is that not the worst stroke you've ever seen in golf? I don't even know what that was. Golf. I think after that, you'd probably need to head to the medical tent for attention because he did. There's something seriously wrong, and, and I think he's locking. Is he not? Yeah, locking? he's he's arm locked. So if, like you said the other day, like if he's not locked up. What does that putt? What does that? What does that stroke like? really look like? <laughs> it's bad. Is this guy just hitting it so good and so close that he's just getting lucky? Yeah, you like think, he eh? did, on Thursday, he nearly jugged three. He jugged one, nearly jugged three. Yeah, he'd had so many putts inside, like eight feet. It's like, yeah, you're good, man, because you don't actually have to putt that far. Does he have the yips? Uh, I. Dude, if it wasn't for the arm lock, I don't think we'd even see him on tour. Wow. He is like the definition of the yip king. Wow. He's a yipper. Yeah. Like he might be the yipper. I'm going to take a moment to doff my cap to the yipper. I'd fucking doff my ne- my cap <laughs> to that for sure. And you know what? Like, shout out, Will. I know you had to with WD because of a back injury. But maybe you should go hit the gym and just, like, try and put some weight on. Because, like, 
when he lifted up his arm when he jugged that one for two he is wearing that whoop strap but he wears it like way up here but like pff, i don't know man it might have just rolled down his arm <laughs> looked like an earring yeah i'm like dude how is the, how do you even get that there like i didn't know the whoop strap could go that wide nice kid though i mean he's quite evolved from the days of caddying for happy gilmore so that that's a nice still is not a pga tour member N- nice level up still not a eh? still not a huh. member of the pga tour and if he he had a share of the lead at one point this week. I would have solidified it. How? The tour needs Jay needs to wake up and give this kid a card. Find yeah. a better player right now. That's what, like what's his earnings right now on tour? He's got to be inside the one twenty five for sure. Oh, for sure. Like way inside. Yeah, probably way inside the top eighty. Oh, dude, he come second place in a major and then had like a few top fives. Like yeah, he's in the millions. He's, he's made it easily. Oops, sorry, he's doing well. I like that. Anybody else secret sauce? Uh, Tony Finau, top 20 Tony, not sneaky top 10 Tony this time, but... Mm, no, he had a nice Sunday. I'll give him that. Uh, Frugal Fratelli, solid round today. Um, there's been a lot of action coming out of uh, a few pods here and there talking about Fratelli. I've been learning a lot about this guy. I yeah, think any time he gets up on the leaderboard, there's some interesting things to come out about him. You told me a sun, suntan lotion story? Yeah, so I'm not sure if this is true, but I think it is the funniest thing if it is. Apparently, he's really cheap, and he wears those sleeves, so he saves money on suntan lotion. It's legit. A great move. Coupon and clipper. Like he that. might also be the kind of guy that goes city to city and gets the one-week trial pass for the gym. Nice play. I like uh, that. You know, just the freebies, hit and runs. I think with his earnings today, he should probably be able to afford a nationwide gold membership. Ooh. Um, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping, you know, just get yourself out of that, uh, that stigma of being cheap. I'm but, wondering, I'm wondering about the sunglasses versus the reading glasses versus the safety glasses. So if you just have clear glasses, does it like translate to all three platforms? That might be a tweet of the week. I don't know who tweeted it, but it's the best tweet I've heard in a while. Where it's like, if you wear clear sunglasses, they can also be used for readers. <laughs> like he is, uh, I doff my cap to you, sir. I doff my cap to you, Mr. Fratelli. He's a big surfer. Is he really? Yeah, he takes his board. Like, he tried in the early part of his career. He always, like, scheduled his events where he could go surfing. He always brought his board. I don't, Sick fuck, with, I don't fuck with sharks, bro. He's South African. He's fine. He's, yeah, he doesn't he's care. probably fought them a couple times <laughs> here and there. He probably eats shark for breakfast. Yeah, he's big on the fin soup. Um, Let's talk about Canada. Team Canada. Corey Connors. I think we have to. Mr. Mac Hughes. Wow, boys. Wow. Mac, super impressive. Obviously didn't get to see it, but like very impressive. But I think the bigger story, in my opinion, like when are we gonna like come to terms with the fact that Corey Connors is gotta be, besides Colin, gotta be one of the best ball strikers on on the planet. His move is so 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 nice, so balanced, so finished. His path, right, Lance? His path is so good. Not his tempo, his path. Uh like to see him make a few more putts. I don't know what happened with Mac today. It would have been nice to see some coverage, but uh, just steady Eddie. I love how he's continually, you know, adding to his confidence. And and I honestly think like we're going to enter the Mac Hughes era here. There's going to be, a, I think he's going to come up on a, a multiple win season here. It might not be the, the big, big stages, but I mean, if, if history serves its purpose here, guys that are continually in the top five tens at the majors, they have a pretty nice career, pretty nice bank account. So of the two of Mac and Corey, who do you think would be the first to win a major? Mac Daddy. Do you really think that? All day. Better putter. Yeah, he, he rolls more putts. With that $150 ping putter. 
Yeah, I don't even know if it's worth that much. You probably find it on eBay for thirty-five bucks. That's the Karsten Classic right there. Is it center shaft Karsten Classic? Dirt cheap. You you think he he's better than Corey? Corey's major record this year is like ridiculous. Yeah, so is Max. I think Corey's better this year. He he was in the top five at almost every major. Just because of his Masters finish. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, solid year out of Corey. We should fact check that. Yeah, we probably should. Either or, uh, happy to see two Canadian players like right up there, like contending, not just an afterthought, and and nice to get out of the uh, Mike Weir area, area era, whatever you want to call it. Off my cap for that. Are we out of it? Weir's playing great golf this year, man. He's totally like he bounced back. I know, but I'm I'm talking PJ Tour majors. Like totally, all we ever hear about is Canada and Mike Weir. Like nobody else in Canada plays golf. Yeah, fair. So okay, so nice pretty solid year for Corey. Two twenty twenty one season, T eight at the Masters, seven T seventeen at the PGA. He did miss the cut at the U.S. Open. That there was a tough is. scene. T fifteen at the Open, but like Mac. So Mac obviously is better than. All right, maybe yeah. Like that, Mac. Yeah, Mac is. Gosh, Mac hit some shots this week that I just did not picture him seeing. Like little, like kind of like those like flippy trap moves where it's like he was really shutting it down like i just didn't really ever picture him hitting those kind of shots i was like oh that's sick like Mm. good on you dude like i don't especially canadians like especially from out east i I could see it from like alberta saskatchewan but like playing like wind shots like that Mm. i just didn't really picture him having an idea what to do with that so he's building out his portfolio well he's a he's a charlotte guy now so he's maybe he's getting a little wind on the coast there maybe maybe that might be adding to the repertoire I like that. Um, are we gonna talk about? Uh, we got to talk about Marcel scene. Yeah, good man, story. Man bun like that. Uh, you know what? Uh, sneakily, and 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 I'll admit up to this. I've kind of followed him for a long, long time as he's played on the European tour. For I've always loved the hairdo. Loved the loved the. He's actually he was I don't know five six seven years ago he was he was right up there. I think he had a win or two wins on the European tour, and he was he was a factor for a while. And he then just kind of fell it off. On the European tour right now. Yeah, he's he's been what on the Challenge tour for the last couple of years. And All he, of his points from this weekend go to the Challenge now. Yeah, brutal. Like that's tough. But I gotta throw it out there. Is he anchoring? He's German. He's anchoring. <laughs> he's German. That is in his chest. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, Adam has it up here, and it's it's not like it's it's a wand. What but, does it matter though, really? It's, it doesn't, but, like, technically the rules say otherwise. These guys. He's cheating. Is he cheating? He's fucking cheating, man. He's not winning anything. He ain't making it on the he European tour. He made money tour. this week. He <laughs> like, did. More than us. Yeah, Damn exactly. It. Like, going to get an anchor. I think he cheats. Like, I don't want to throw it out there because it's a good story, but, like. Well, it could be. A, we, okay, so we could, like, we could talk through this with a few guys. Mr. Webb. Um, Should cooch. we call up Paul Tesori and ask him um, if, if he was anchored? Because Paul will give us an answer. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think the an- the anchor is the answer or the solution. To anything. I just think that uh, yeah, you you're shining a light on it for sure. I'm trying to sidestep it, but I'll I'll go right in on it. Uh, shout out to actually Webb. By the way, not a great Sunday, but like T19. And, like, literally, like, two weeks ago, he was putting up a post saying, like, I need to dig it out of the dirt. Like, yeah. it was so bad. I mean, good on Webb. 
He comes and goes. He's he's hot and he's cold. He's kind of like the weather in Vancouver here as of recent. (sighs) Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of guys we can go over, but I don't. Rory, he sucks. Who? Yeah, that's exactly it. He should just, he should retire. He's done. I got to shout out the bullet, Mark Sarmitage. The bullet. Solid week. First visit, like crazy year, year and a half for that guy. Just on an absolute tear. Uh, Gotta be happy to see Abe and Dale back together this week. The dynamic duo, dogs yeah. and darts. Yeah, a lot of dogs and darts. It's, uh, no dogs, polite. I bet. It's probably a lot of sausage out there. Probably That's a lot nice. of darts too, though. Hundred percent. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dick Bland making another cut, getting paid. Tricky Dick. Yeah, love to see that. And Patty Harrington even getting in there. And shout out to every golfer that you want to see something that's inspiring. You should really, if you PVR the whole coverage, you should just go watch Kevin Kisner's round from start to finish in two and a half hours. <laughs> that's sick. Love uh, that. I love that. Kev, um, kids just want to get the hell out of there, I think. Back you to would too after you shot 77 on Saturday when you were in contention. Back to Bud Lights. Yeah, that was... That Let's was go. Yeah, he's back to the BLLs for sure. Nice. Um, congratulations, Connor and Taylor made. Or Connor. Colin. Wow, I did it again. <laughs> Is that uh, the one four ninth British Open? Yeah, Champion, one one four nine golfer, championship golfer of the year, Colin Morikawa. I like Con- Connors, Corey Connors. Let's let's do this before we uh, send it home here. Over under on how many majors Colin wins? Oh, I got. Uh, let's see if we take out a page out of Louis' book. He's like what fifteen shots away from eight major championships now. So that's the most jarring stat of the week i would say i like more cow for over five I, I say seven i think he's got a master's next year I'm, he's trending i'm 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 pegging it now you're stamping you're gonna crown him before 264 days out i think that uh i think i like that pick seven seven yeah I, oh i'll go higher i'll go nine Wow. I think he's like legitimately that good. I doff if my cap to you. Sir. I will doff my cap to him when he hits <laughs> nine majors. Just beating that up today. Fuck yeah. I'll doff my cap for the rest. I'm going to go doff my cap at the beach. <laughs> Screw it. Um, I'm going to go to the gym and doff the cap. Yeah. Sounds something. like something you do when you're at home alone. Damn. He really just took the wind out of myself <laughs> on that one. But Bro, you're going to what at the beach? Doff your cap? Going to Wreck Beach and just going to doff my kid out onto the scene. Hey, um, yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't I don't need to say too much more other than congratulations to Colin. Sick week. I uh, wish Jordan won, but we'll be back. Jordan 2022 Masters. I'm calling it now. I'm going to say he's trending for that. I think Jordan Potus uh, 2035 election. I see a transition. He's, you're going to call him. You're going to go with Potus for him. I, th- I think. That's like that's what he's going to transition to. I think Greller is going to make a great VP. I think we got a. I think we got a candidate for a political office here. I got to shout out Greller. Greller really reigned Jordan in this week. I think he was he was the key factor for Jordan this week. Greller was dialed in. I like that he didn't shave. Yeah, this, this Sunday. I think maybe that could have been the deciding factor. If he yeah, he, shaved. When he shaved, he looks um, he looks like a cartel member. He uh. <laughs> He feels the Miguel. wind, though. <laughs> Miguel. Hey, Miguel, what's up, man? Um, yeah, a couple of things we should touch on here. So season three, 
starting to do a little programming. Super excited to get that rolling. Little insight for our, our listeners. Got some big partnership announcements coming down the pipeline. Some huge, huge, huge guests mm-hmm. coming down the pipeline. We have a sneaky little trip planned, potentially uh, somewhere down south. We're not going to give too many details away. Um, yeah, it's going to be a big year, man. I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah. And uh, even this week, uh, check it out on Thursday, you guys. We have the academy director from Predator Ridge, Kylie Naba, who's, if you've watched No Laying Up stuff, you'd be interested to know if you've ever seen Squid, the caddy at Bandon Dunes, that's his wife coming on. Yeah. So she's a bit of a stick herself, played some professional golf down in Australia and on the Asian tour. Really good interview, really fun. And if anyone's played Predator or Okanagan golf, this is a good interview for you guys to listen to. Really fun one. But yeah, open week is done. Major season's done. And we are on to the FedEx Cup playoffs. Um, exciting golf coming up here. We got an absolute like heater of a stretch coming down till we get to the silly season, the fall wraparound, which not my favorite time of the year, but we'll, not, we'll see something happen. Not really. I'm. You know what? We might not be out of coffee golf. I'm just thinking here. Olympics, Tokyo, time change. Oh, yeah. We'll get it. You're right. Yeah. Sick. So Olympic little, golf, right? Yeah, Olympic golf. I don't know how much awesomeness there is around Olympic golf, but uh, nonetheless, really looking forward to it. Um, if I, I would put money down right now on Canadian team winning a medal. I think that uh, they're going to dominate. I think uh, Team USA is going to have a hangover, although they have four players in the in the battle, I believe. Yeah, why, they get two teams, which is shit. I yeah. don't like that. I think it's based on your population, is it not? Yes, but like I don't like that. It's I don't like that either. Two. Well, who would we send from Canada? Like uh, Mac... And Corey. Corey. No, but who else would we send? Mike Weir. No, that's what I mean. Top two. That's it. You should only get two guys. Like, I don't like that. That's stinky of the Americans. The best meme I saw this week was, aside from, uh, let's remember that uh, Patrick Reed wore a joker. But uh, being Captain America and not playing for America in the Olympics, that was just awesome. I love that. (sighs) Yeah. He's got some issues. Tough go, bud. That guy can't... that's a guy that you'd think would be really good at open golf. He sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck, I don't want to see him do anything anyways. Not a fan. I like him to be up there, though. I don't know why. There's something weird about him that I just want to see. But <laughs> The evil villain at the top. Yeah, dominating. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's a discussion for another pod. Um, Shout out Tombo. He's in the hospital right now. Rode oh, up. yeah. Shout out Tom for going, feeling like he got, a, he got a little overexcited, thinking you could go team no sleep. He was ready to just uh, come in hot this morning. Team and soft. Team soft. He hit the snooze at 5.05. We tried to reel him in. We got a sure. message from him at 5.02 saying, I'm ready, boys. 5.05, he gone. Shout out David, too. I guess he's not getting reception on the boat this afternoon. So we Yeah, left get... left the boys to run the asylum here. Like. Didn't uh, didn't get the call in from the, from the water. But uh, <laughs> don't hate that. I don't hate it all. It's a, it's, you know what? It's nice to be done. A pod's so nice, uh, nice and early in the day here. And we can go and enjoy some time of the to go here. doff the cap on the beach, but yeah, kids going to wreck beach. So if, if anyone's down there and you're looking for the kid run, with the white ass, that's run, me out there. Run away far. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you parks. That was a fun little day. I hope everybody enjoyed the open and we will chat with you guys next. Oh, we didn't even chat about Barbasol. Don't even, Oh, it's not Who? done yet. Anyways, it's not done yet. Who cares? I want to say real quick. Shout James out to Han. Sh- yeah. James Han. Like what a lightning round. Uh, shout out CrossFit BC. Uh, Pays and I endured. This is a little selfish, shameless plug, but uh, 
I think I'm probably legally paralyzed right now because I can... Uh, You're dead. Yeah, it's very hard to walk, sit, stand, use the facilities, the restroom, that kind of thing. So anyway. They exposed me yesterday. They exposed how bad my groin injury really is. Yes. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. But we endure. I like that. You know, Kids team, uh, we're, it's uh, the unofficial Canadian Open, Modern Meat Open training going on right now. So just trying to, you know, work every angle, every possible point to leverage. I think we're good. Maybe this injury is the best thing for me for the modern meet open because Newlands is wonky. Maybe I should just take the driver out of hand and just hit irons. I like that play. That might be it. Hands together, feet together. Although my dog is on point right now. Yeah. So who I've knows? Seen it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you got anything else? I'm good. Sweet. Okay, everybody. We will chat with you guys next week. Um, enjoy the rest of your week, and I hope everybody really enjoyed watching the 1 4 ninth Open Championship.